Welcome back, besties, with another effing episode. I was about to curse, but we can't do that because then we will not get paid. Oh, yeah. From now on, this is strictly PG-13. Just the first minute, though. I thought it was the first eight. Wait. Nah, I'm just kidding. I don't know uh, anything. I don't know anything about anything. As you know, besties, we are your hosts, Vanessa Casares. Stephanie Ramirez. Do we always have to say our last name? I, I'm the- Stephanie, bitches. Oh, shit. Uh, it? It's been a minute. What? It's been a minute. I think it's been a minute. I think we're fine. We'll have to censor that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is our lovely guest today, Samuel. Samuel Martinez. Yay! Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Samuel. So one day, uh, (laughs) one day, uh, you know, I'm pretty cold. I'm pretty hungry. (laughs) Um, I felt that. I'm outside. You feel that? Yeah, I felt that. I'm outside this big ass house, Mm -hmm. right? I see some noodle scraps on the ground. (sighs) Um, The mice. Yeah. You know. The best part. The best part, yeah. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't have any hands, so I just picked it off the ground like a chicken. I love that. That's amazing. That's pretty creative. Inspirational. And and then Steph saw me. I did. Yeah. And then we had uh, a reenactment of the Hunger Games where I was about to feed the pigs, but I saw Sam, and I gave it to him instead. Yeah. And then ever since then, uh, (laughs) She picked them up, took them in. I did not. And then I took them back (laughs) out. She left, she left me at the grass. Uh, it was, I left him in the sun, see if his hands would grow. But the grass was nice. It was, like, it was soft grass. What the fuck are you it talking was good about? Grass. It was quality grass. Oh, you yeah. know, like Deadpool, you know how his hands grew back out eventually? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of vibe, guys. I love that scene, by the way. Same. I love when people do videos with like the little tiny hands coming out of their sleeves. <laughs> It's yeah. hella funny. That's like, that's good. Yeah, because I have to watch, make sure they don't have small baby hands. What? Who? Well, those videos. I'm like, dude, are, are those really their hands? And oh, um, why yeah. do people have weird small hands like that? Yeah, did I you feel see? like they could. Yeah. Did you guys see that TikTok where it's like a a little baby looking dude, but who's actually like a grown man has a condition like Benjamin Button type of vibes? He just looks old, but he's in the body of like a one year old. That's what I was thinking about. Huh? Hasbula. No, like it's literally like an, it looks like an actual one year old. Hasbula looks a little like past like a three year old, four year old. What? But a this one year old is tiny. Yeah, exactly. And it literally looks like an and old fucking man. man. And he's grown. <clears throat> and he's like his parents, like his family, just like is like they just like oh you know what we're just gonna call you like baby forever because you can't even dress yourself. What race is he? I'm about to yeah, show that you. Sucks. And I was Aww. just like, no fucking way. Like, I feel like I know. Real. He's wearing a yellow shirt. No, oh. he's not. Oh, yeah, he has a yellow <gasps> sweater. I I, I did see this. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Show Sam. He's so cute, though. Look at how he's cute he is. Cute. He's an old man. Dude, he looks like he's 50. He is 50, He's probably. 29. Wow. And he's just stuck in that body. Can y'all, Damn. okay, can his y'all just na- imagine that? His like, name is Ping Ping. Imagine being 29, stuck in a one-year-old's body. What would you do? Nothing. Nothing. I'm being your... (laughs) Same thing I'm doing now, buddy. I'm just stuck here. (laughs) I'm just out here trying to survive. It must be really fun to be in a bouncy house being that small. What? You know what I mean? But You know what's weird that I don't like? That we can't, like, remember things until we're, like, fucking four or five. 
Like, what's your earliest memory? 10th grade. <laughs> Not 10th grade. Not the yeah. trauma. The trauma's jumping out. before that. It's <laughs> a blur. Just a mist street, in my brain. On the street, no arms. <laughs> no hands. No hands. No nothing. What's no your earliest memory? Um, I think my earliest memory is being at a gas station in Oregon mm. and leaving the gas station. I was in my car seat and mm. I was just looking out the window at like the trees. I was literally probably like three years old. Yeah. I think that's like literally like my earliest memory that I've like, cause I've tried to pinpoint mm-hmm. like my earliest one and that I think that's, that's it. That's real main character shit, by the way. Thank you. I've always been looking out windows since day one, I guess. Yeah, I love Just that. Just being like, oh. You see, a tra- see something traumatizing or something? Or? No, it was beautiful nature. Oh. I think that's what stood out to me probably. When I was little, I would, yeah, I would do the same, but I would do it laying down. And my dad would always play Ana Gabriela in the back. And What's I, that? Ana Gabriela, she's a Mexican icon. Cuanto haría por yeah. The one. It's a good song. Dude, that's a jam. She's right? an icon. Maybe I have, I just... <laughs> Yeah, well, she's this fucking baddest bitch alive. But, um, and I like, I remember like the stars, and I, that's, I think, my earliest memory. Oh, what being in the car, at least. <laughs> Wait, there were real stars or like the glow in the dark stars? No, <laughs> I was in the car <laughs> looking out the window. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, stars attention, pretty, Sam. Pretty crazy. Do you have a early earliest memory? memory? Yeah. Like a dog or something, maybe. Like a dog? I don't know. I'm just trying to help you out here. <laughs> or a boo boo. Um, a boo boo, like a hurt, like hurting yeah, yourself? You hurt yourself. Oh, oh. A lot of kids, mm-hmm. that's like their first. Well, I remember I fractured my wrist playing a uh, kickball because I went to die for the ball. <laughs> oh my God. And I dove for it. And then this girl fucking kicked <gasps> it with all her might. It no went right to way. my wrist. Oh. And you had to wear a cast? Yeah, I wore a cast. <gasps> Damn. Did people sign grade. it? Yeah. I was always jealous of that because I've never broken anything. And I always thought it was cute where people write you little notes. Did they sign your shirt like last day of school? No, my mom didn't let me wow. get my clothes written on. So she didn't You didn't do go that. buy a t-shirt? That's mm-hmm. what I did? No, she, yeah. she, like, she didn't like that. So she wouldn't let me. Why? She thought I'm it was so ghetto? Sorry. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. She probably thought it was like, why the fuck am I going to buy you clothes? And some little bitches are just going to write on it. Honestly, though, smart. Good from your mom because that shirt's gone. Don't use She's it. Done. I think actually my mom cut it up to like clean. Oh. <laughs> she was like, hmm, what is this? Now? Um, wish you the best in your future, Vanessa. And mom was like, oh. Have a fun summer. Let me cut this up. I keep stuff though. Like I keep my, my childhood stuff. So I'm pretty yeah. sad I didn't get to do one. Because my cousin did it with her pants and it looks so cool. Oh no. And she took a picture with she sunglasses and like I don't think so. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What? I'm just imagining someone like trying to sign her coochie. That's kinda awkward, yeah. <laughs> like let me fucking get in there. Just, oh, there's nowhere else to write. Lift your leg up real quick. Let me get in there. You're like, a ver. You just fucking up her feet. The mom's all washing the pants and just sees a crotch, like a whole paragraph. <laughs> Somebody drew a dick and like her butt crack. <laughs> Dude, I was Dude. always drawing dicks in middle school. And I had never even seen a dick. Oh, I was just no. drawing like the little... Two balls in the... Yeah, in the, in the thing. Uh, I was always drawing like the, the S. The, the, the three. <laughs> like that shit is still fire. It is. I would still do different do designs yeah. on the tip though. On the tip? Of the penis? <laughs> no, of the head. Three, oh. three holes on the head. <laughs> I was like, what? Like a bowling ball? Yeah, what if there were two heads? <laughs> oh, my 
my god. I think this is the dumbest Siamese shit we've twins. ever talked about. I promise you guys we're not. This is my first drink. I swear. I'm just dumb as hell. Did you draw the hairs too? I yeah. would draw the hairs. I that's, crucial. Totally that's crucial. Um, I just feel like yeah. it really gives it the authenticity. You know the what I mean? Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know balls were wrinkly until I saw them. I learned person. recently that your balls, like when their their hairs are growing out, like they since it's prickly, like sometimes it folds over each other. So like the hairs will like poke your balls. Does that make sense? Like the inside of the balls? Like the balls will like move in a way where like the It is spiky hairs when you poke, shave them. Yeah, it like pokes your own balls. Does that make sense? Like you're poking yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you're like, think back. Like, Sam, I think I'm it's like, happening to you right now, maybe even. I'm like, did that happen when I had balls? Did my own hair stab like, my balls? I didn't have hands and I also don't have balls. Balls came late in life. I gotta admit. They never dropped. Oh my God. Uh, they came after the hands, but before the toes. You know? <laughs> what? But yeah, they do stab your legs, though, your inner thighs. When you oh, shave. like your thighs, but it doesn't stab your own balls? No. That would be weird. I think that would just be like an ingrown or something. <laughs> I imagine. I'm too scared of wax. That, that sounds really terrible. Waxing your balls? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you guys done that? For your balls? What's up, besties? Before we continue, we just want to bring you this brief interruption to shout out our sponsors at Manscaped. Attention all college ladies, the summer sun is just around the corner and you know what that means. The water gets warmer, the skin gets darker, and your man's hair unfortunately gets longer. Luckily, the sponsors at today's shows, Manscaped, are here to save you from the ick with their fourth generation performance package, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0. Have him join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BESTIES. Well, let it slide this time, ladies. It's time for Hot Boy Summer. Men, I know from personal experience, I have witnessed my man struggle with summer heat, sweaty balls. I know you guys want to be walking around in this nice summer weather with some fresh balls hanging around your legs. Mm -hmm. You don't want none of that mm -hmm. sticky shit. You want to feel confident. Confident and feel... I know my man is always in a better mood when he's feeling, you know, real fresh. Mm -hmm. Clean. And just clean. Smells good. So do yourself a favor. Come on. Let's be real. Nobody likes the hairy guy at the beach rave. It's time to get your man bundled up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, he'll find the, their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserve, preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and their shed travel bag to hold these goodies. Come on, what more can you ask for? First off, the Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer was designed with summer intentions in mind. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce its grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Lawnmower 4.0 has 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch, which can engage in a travel lock and gives him the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shaving. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Both pool and beach party approved. Manscaped has him covered with their signature crop mop ball wipes for any, dare I say, spontaneous decisions you may have. <laughs> 
And for his gross sandal nails, because come on, we all know men don't like to get pedicures. <laughs> Manscaped Shears 2.0 is an all-encompassing nail kit to give him the pedicure he needs. I know, I know it's a drag, but come on, man. We got to do better. We got to have nice feet. Y'all can be making money from this too. Mm -hmm. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations before he heads out and make sure he uses the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to keep him on his game in the heat for any on-the-go sweats have him freshen up with manscapes crop reviver trust me his balls will thank you manscape even th threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0 the manscape premium boxers and the shed travel bag bring his comfort and boxers to another level and let me tell you i've worn those boxers Ooh, and yeah. they are so Fucking comfortable, comfortable. Yeah. i literally sleep in them i wear them under my dresses they're amazing so soft yeah. i love the quality it's really so, feels so good nice boxes i love so them. besties get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code besties at manscape.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code besties at manscape.com it's time for him to trim off those spring flowers this summer and give his beach balls to shine with manscape and we now return to your regular scheduled programming. That, that sounds really terrible. Waxing your balls? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you guys done that? For your balls? Wax our balls? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Probably. I, I wax my cooter. Yes, I do. Does it's it not. Yeah, it hurts a lot. <laughs> only, I genuinely think it's only the first time. And then I feel like after that, since your hair grows out thinner, it doesn't hurt as much. It still hurts, but not as much as the first time. The first time is always the worst. Yeah. But first your hairs are hurts. pretty light. No, I'm waxing like my my vagina. No, I know, but like having like thinner hair hurts less. Oh no, my hair in my vagina does not. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wish. If my hair in my vagina looked like this bitch, I would never fucking do nothing to it. I would leave it alone. Oh my god. But not touch it. Braid my hair down there. I don't know. That yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that shit fucking hurts me a lot yeah. every time. And I'll be like it hurts. You bite onto something? Uh, I honestly, I, I pinch my fingers and I focus on that pain. Mm. Yeah. I've I, heard that's a good... I always do that with everything because I'm not good with pain. Mm -hmm. But like if I'm doing it to myself, it's easier to concentrate on. Oh. Yeah. yeah. A little trick for you. That's, I do that when I'm like sucking dick sometimes. And like I'm deep throating. And then like <laughs> they say like, you know, just like bend your thumb really hard. That's not real. It works for me. Did not work for me, girl. That's not real. It works for me. That's that's that can't be real. How is this gonna do anything? For me, it I just does. hold my nose. I don't know. It just maybe it's like <laughs> See, what are you sucking stinky dick? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm like, there's too much cheese on this. Oh my god. At least uh, at least grade this dick a little bit. Have you me. ever tried your sperm? <laughs> Sometimes when I'm like laying down. Don't lie. Don't give a bullshit story. Exactly. Tell the truth. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm laying down and I shoot up, I try to catch it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, mm. like oh. <laughs> but, uh, it's hard. Give a real answer. It's Be hard. Honest, I generally think I don't know. Do you feel like men are curious about that, doing like tasting that, or no? I think the shame comes in too quickly. Oh. Um, that you just want to clean up and get out. <laughs> I feel like you. you just killed someone. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, for some reason I thought you meant the shame of like trying Tasting it. it. No, you meant no. the shame of. Like after you ejaculate, you just, I mean, if you're alone. Yeah. If you're not alone, then you feel like a king, right? But yeah. If you're alone, you feel like. 
Shame. Why do you think that is? Why? Where you're like, oh, I just got done watching porn. How disgusting of me. Yeah. Yeah. What? You're just like, like how, how? Who am I? You just yeah. Like, is this what I am? Yeah. What kind of sick shit do you watch? Oh, dude. Because I'm always like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> not yeah, gonna that's lie how, that's how girls feel usually no i feel the same way about to be honest sometimes really? i I'm, honestly haven't seen porn in a long ass time yeah but me neither b- back in the day when i would i would always finish and same i feel very shameful i feel like oh like what the fuck was i doing like because of the porn or because of the masturbation no because of like just the thought of like watching two people have sex like that i would just be like bro you're a fucking weirdo like oh uh, <laughs> like why would you do that it is dude <laughs> It's yeah. pretty weird if you just like it's, just like, it's in like a you're sentence. watching through the you're window. Just, like, yeah, exactly. Like a peephole, like a pervert. Yeah. You're like, yeah. wait, stop, slow down. You know, yeah. It's like, it's yeah, weird. and then you pause it and go back to the good parts. Like, what the fuck? That's why I just read fan fiction. Dude, yeah. Well, no, not fan fiction, but erotica's good. Zootopia. I've never tried it. <laughs> hey, Nick Wilde. Zootopia. Oh, Zootopia. That's a it's a kids movie. He's a pervert. Somebody <laughs> did somebody like redo there are adults it as like in there, fan okay? fiction? There are oh, yeah. adults. In <clears throat> no, sorry. Go Just Google it. Zootopia R thirty four. Oh no! Can you can oh, you like? Sorry. We should read some. Let's, let's cut. Let's cut that. All right, bestie. So now we are about to read some mother FNT for y'all. Get ready. Buckle up your seatbelts. It's gonna get bumpy. Keep your hands and feet inside of the red at all times says hey besties i love you guys so much thank you we love you well i just wanted to spill some of my tea basically my dad recently left to mexico with no way back because he doesn't have papers and my mom and my and siblings are still with me but the thing with that is that i got an apartment under my name when he was here because he said he was going to help me pay but at the end he left and my siblings are really irresponsible and my mom doesn't work and the lease is due in two months I want to get my own place after that because we fight a lot, but I'm scared. My brother always puts me down and says I can't do it. Should I stay with them and help them mature and be able to support themselves or should I just get my own place and help them from far away and let them figure themselves out? My mom says that would be so mean of me to do that, but I'm the youngest and yes, I still struggle with my own personal bills in life stuff, but if I can do it, they can too, right? Yes. I definitely think... But only because if it's, if they're belittling you, like if your brother's constantly putting you down and you're the youngest, I feel like there's, if you can figure it out as the youngest, then the adults should be able to figure out as well. Your brother is definitely projecting his shit onto you Mm -hmm. because the fact that you're supporting him and he's older than you, yeah, you should, I would get my own place. But I mean, what do you think? He's taking you for granted. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Sam. I think sometimes you got to abandon your family. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. No, literally. it's true. Sometimes you got to neglect your family. Yeah. yeah. For your own sake, I think. Sometimes when... you got to see your kid just once a month. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you're, you're like, <laughs> that's really true. Um, I genuinely think that if you're not in their lives helping them out anymore, it'll definitely make them grow up and appreciate you mm-hmm. more. So I'm so sorry going through that, but I would definitely say go, go on your Yeah, own. I would get the hell out of there. Hey bestie, so here is my situation. I have been divorced from my ex for eight years now and we had a baby. She's now seven. Fast forward to today, I've been with my fiance for six years and we've been living together for five years. My fiance has always treated my daughter like his own from the moment they met. She calls him daddy and refers to him as her dad. 
He's there for her 25-7 and fully provides everything for us. So Father's Day is coming up and I already know my ex is going to want our daughter that whole day. But he's not involved in her life as he should be. He picks her up about three times a month for a couple hours and rarely calls her. So my question is, would I be a bitch if I didn't let him pick her up on Father's Day? Because I feel like she should be spending it with her stepdad. Sam, what do you think about this? As a man. He's the father that stepped up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not the stepfather. Yeah. But also, she should probably let the biological dad see his daughter. Yeah, I think I think he should. Because even if it is only... I don't know. Because I feel like she should pick. I feel like you should ask your daughter. Yeah. I definitely... That's good. That's she's. Good. I mean, she's already seven. She's seven, so... Yeah. It's pretty good age. You should give her, let her have an opinion. Let her pick. Go from there. Which pop pop? So I'm just kind of confused on the following. Read it in a girl voice. So I'm just kind of <laughs> confused on the following. My baby's amazing. She's calm and her doctor tells me to bond with her and not to let her cry. Higher. My mom <laughs> tells me to let her cry. So, but que haga pulmón. But my heart aches and I won't. And I don't let her cry for anything. She only cries when she's hungry, tired, or needs a diaper change. So I don't let her cry because she has one of those. My family says she's getting mamitis, but the way they say it is negative. Why is it negative? Why is it bonding between a child and a mother so bad? Yes, there is separation anxiety when the bond isn't so consistent, but there are alternatives to deal with the transition. I feel like something we should do... Wait. I feel like something we should be proud of doing and having the privilege to bond with our babies is taking down so negatively with the word mamitis. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Mother? Dude, you're doing everything right. If your baby cries, dude, pick up your baby. There's no such thing as, like, spoiling your baby or mamitis. And I completely agree. Like, the whole, um, like, you're, like, like spoiling her, dude, that's not a thing. Like, that's not real. It's impossible to spoil your baby. What you're doing right now is like setting like a trust between you and your baby. And every single time that you ignore your baby when she's crying, she is just learning that she can't trust you and that she her needs are not being met. So keep telling your family to fuck off, even if they're being negative. At the end of the day, you're her mother and she is going to have a really good relationship with you because of it. So just because of what you're doing. I'm sorry, I'm a little buzzed. But yeah, no, you're not doing anything wrong. Don't let the negative things get to you. If it makes you feel better, you should Google and just read articles on how good it is for you to actually pick up your baby when she's crying. The whole like, don't pick them up because they're going to be spoiled or they're not going to be able to like be without you if you don't like if you don't like if you ignore them or if you pick them up constantly. That's not true. Like I literally pick up my picked up my son every single time he cried always there for him and he's super independent like he's two years old going on a three and he's so independent loves to do things on his own he's not stuck to me all the time well he is if he's a little shy but other than that like he is such a good baby so do what your heart tells you as a mother to do and if you feel like what your family's telling you is wrong or negative follow your gut it's your mother instinct telling you that you need to be there for your baby so just listen to that and fuck everybody else whatever they're saying very nice, very nice. Yeah. Well said. I actually just learned that kids in orphanages don't cry because they, like, babies they, cry when they want, like, something, but since they don't get the attention there, they just figured that that's not going to work. It's not going to work, so they just stop crying. And it's fucking sad. Mm -hmm. me off. You know, babies will, like, babies will literally die if they don't have, uh, 
like love. Yeah. Anyone, like, I Like, they did this test on, like, baby rats or something. <laughs> what? And because rats are similar, like, they completely isolate them, just feed them, they will die. So we're, we're the same way, like, at a young age, if we don't get loved, like, we can literally die from lack of affection. Yeah, yeah, I truly believe that. Let's test it out. <laughs> Abandon your child. Cheers to that. Just kidding. Is the Vanessa still available? For what? Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. For what? Yeah, man. Is Vanessa available? I am. <laughs> Check your schedule. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> I'm available. Uh, hey, besties. I'm a big fan, but anyways, to get to the team. Back in December, I started to notice this one guy's... Let's name him A. I didn't talk to him or anything till end of January when he came back from Christmas break. I'm a junior in high school. <laughs> Well, since I wanted to talk to him and get to know him, I asked for a Snapchat. I was a bold one and asked him, keep in mind the class I have with him, I have it with my ex that I was with for three years too. A said yes and gave it to me. The same day I posted a pic of myself and he replied to it. He started talking and flirting. We talked all of February. I was really into him. He was too. He needed. A, he ended up telling me he liked me and vice versa. But then he told me he didn't want a relationship. That's that he'd just gotten out of one in November. He said he liked me and spending time with me, but didn't want to start something so soon that we should just be friends for now. I ended up getting mad and telling him that it was understandable and that I didn't want anything either, that I wanted to keep my distance. A week passed, I was hurt, sad, and mad. I really wanted to know why he would do that. So I talked to him again, and we started talking again. He does not act as a friend, and I called him out recently, and he said he liked me a lot, and later we were going to be something but right now he doesn't want any relationship i understand that he needs time because i don't know what he went through i have also been through some harsh things i know the past i understand but school is coming to an end and we don't text we flirt in person we talk about everything have fun laugh i enjoy all of that but i don't know what i should do i don't know if i should wait till school is over to see what happens or just move on from him i really like him i promise you this man is not going to be in your life in the next three years, so don't even sweat it. That girl. Either get that dick. That bread. Get it. Get it over with. <laughs> lose your virginity. Did you guys lose your virginity in high school? I lost it in college, actually. <gasps> Aww. Yeah, let me read this. Hi, besties. <laughs> I would love any thoughts and advice to this internal situation I have going on. Long story short, I'm in the shadows of my best friend. Let's call her G. G is that girl. She got looks, she got grades, and she got the guys, as she should. She's a social butterfly everyone desires to be around. Meanwhile, I'm the complete opposite of her. While I thrive being a little less social and on my own, a part of me still wishes people would look up to me the way they see her. Don't get me wrong, I'm proud of my own glowing light, but I often find my success incomparable to the shining being of, of her accomplishments. She doesn't know I feel that way. It's all in my head because I know she isn't at all to blame. So my question is, how do I get out of that mindset? I know that wherever we go together, people will gravitate towards her and that's okay. But how do I not let it affect my own value? I'm 19, if that helps with anything. You girls are like the older sisters I wish to have. So any advice, I will greatly appreciate. Love y'all. That's a good one. Oh my god! That is some great fucking tea. That's some good shit right there. Steph, what do you have to say about that? I think that... I don't know, because... It sounds like, to me, she's spending kind of a lot of time with this girl. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot, a lot, to the point where she can't see, like, her own traits right. apart from hers. Like, okay. she's constantly comparing herself to Yeah, her. I think more than anything, it's not necessarily that she's shining more. She's just maybe 
putting more attention on her on friend her. than on herself. Yeah. It's like she's seeing everybody else give her that attention. So she's kind of like following suit. Like, mm. oh, everyone's giving her attention. She must have something great. And she's not looking inward, like what she has to offer. And I feel like that's the important part, you know, when I'm glad that at least you're not like tearing her down. You know, you mm-hmm. you see that it's not her issue. You know, what I, mean? I hope she's not one of those girls because I feel like we could talk about how some girls do do it purposely where they just want to outshine their friends. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that you at least realize she's not one of those girls. So you, you realize that it's a personal problem mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with her. So that's a good start. Not blaming others and like projecting your insecurities. But I do want to say that genuinely, I think just starting is looking inward. What do you feel like you have that you bring to the table, you know? And I'm pretty sure the more you look at yourself and what you have to offer, that vibe will kind of reach people, you know? Because I'm pretty sure people approach you too. Maybe not as much as her, but I'm pretty sure you get approached as well sometimes, you know? And I feel like if you're not getting approached, it's not necessarily because of her, like, Because you just said you're her opposite. Mm -hmm. So you really can't compare her wins to your wins because they're completely different. Yeah, you guys are not like the same people. Like just because her wins are great doesn't mean yours aren't either. It's just maybe, like you said, she's more social about it. And you're more to yourself. So I feel like that's maybe just... I don't think it should be a comparison. Yeah. I think like, you should hang out with other people. I think you should drop her. Well, no, no. Tampoco. I'm just saying like right now... It sounds like she's with her so much because she's comparing herself. If you hang out with other people and you see how you behave mm. outside of this girl's circle, yeah. you start realizing like what what's attractive about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not physically, of course, like yeah. who you are and stuff. Yeah. And then when you hang out with her again, you're more of yourself. You yeah. have a stronger sense of identity. Yeah. So mm. you need to like pull away a little bit mm-hmm. and then come back to her. You guys will be stronger yeah. together. Yeah. And I definitely think that you you know, look at what you admire about her and whatever you admire about her, I generally feel like it's something you see in yourself. Because I feel like everyone's like a mirror of you and if there's something you see in someone, they're like, oh, like, that's pretty cool or I like that about this person or this or that. You can do that for yourself too. Not that you're acting like someone you're not, but I just feel like you have it within you as well, you know, to be that person. You just have to believe it. Like, I genuinely feel like at the end of the day, it's not even about looks or what you bring it's just about confidence you know and mm-hmm. if you're confident in who you are and love who you are at the end of the day accept yourself for who you are i feel like that will definitely like um make you shine brighter you know confidence and i feel like confidence is generally like the key yeah it's cliche I think, but i really do, I think, do so. think so too to be honest but confidence comes from a strong sense of identity yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. if you don't if you're always with other people and you feel like they're better than you, then mm-hmm. you don't really know what you, what you are because you feel like you're constantly comparing yourself to someone mm-hmm. that's like, dude, okay. I'm not like them. They don't fuck with me the way they fuck with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to spend that time. Take uh, a step back. Take a step back. Mm-hmm. Spend it with your family, with your yourself. friends, uh, your own interests. Yeah, or even, even meeting new people that may be like, just because of their different interests gravitate towards each other rather than, yeah. like maybe the people she's hanging around with have only similar interests with, her rather than mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean. Than her own. Try, yeah. Try going out alone to like mm-hmm. whatever places you like going to. With try a gu- with a gun. <laughs> yeah, like prep <laughs> sure, but like you yeah. know, just try you know doing things for yourself by yourself, and then just see what. Yeah, especially because she's nineteen. I mean, I don't know oh, who the fuck yeah. I was at nineteen. 
yeah that that too definitely you're 19 yeah dude i'm what 24 now and i can tell you really i feel like now like the past this year this past year i feel like i've been getting to know myself more and be more sure of who, and more confident mm-hmm. who i am so don't sweat it you're doing great you're super young you know you're gonna learn so much in the years ahead yeah i honestly when i was 19 i was like oh damn like i'm pretty mature and now I think back and I'm like, uh, dude, Rachel, what the, the fuck? Was fuck? <laughs> Who was that girl? Yeah. Yeah. But you're but doing great. I know. So we send you lots of love and we hope you find that confidence in yourself because it seems like you're like, even just the way you're speaking. The, like, you're very self-aware already yeah. as it is for you to not be projecting right now. You know, you're able to know what's going on and what's not. So that says a lot. Love you, bestie. Rooting Thank you. you. Always rooting for you. Ladies. <laughs> Here's the tea. I recently linked with my ex's best friend, but he was my best friend first. We were both really shy at 14, but we always had to think for each other, and he just never made a move in high school. So we're 22 now, and he recently confessed he's been secretly in love with me the whole time, and I honestly feel like we're soulmates. He makes me feel so safe. I can be myself. I cried tears of joy when I saw him for the first time again so many years later. P.S. My ex and I broke up four years ago. After I caught him cheating, but he was very mentally abusive and body shamed me. Our whole relationship, which lasted four years, and he flaunted the girl he cheated on me with bragging how skinny she was compared to me. He was my first boyfriend, so I didn't know that. Wait, so I didn't know what love was, but now I'm trying to get serious, best friend. (laughs) Wants to wait because he doesn't want to be upset. He doesn't want to upset my ex. It's been three months and he hasn't had the courage to tell him. What should I do? I'm getting tired of feeling like a secret. Cry face. Ah, uh, I love you, besties. Listening to y'all on my way to work really boasts my energy for the day. Thank you. We love you. <laughs> I'm not laughing at this to you. Yeah, I'm why did you read it like that? I, said really I was boasts. trying to add <laughs> no, some I range. I no, I like that he was like I was crying face. I love what you said. I really love, I honestly, I think you should read all of our tea from now on. <laughs> Just have a voiceover? Yeah. Um, Sam, this is hard, Sam. I mean, what do why you think? Did, I mean, why even tell him? I mean, do you? Yeah, who the fuck is he? Tell him if he's not in your life. No, no, no. The guy she's talking to now is her ex's best friend. Yeah, so but he's the one. That, oh, they're still friends. Yes, they're still best friends. It's her ex's best friend. So her, the guy she's talking to doesn't want to tell his best friend that he's talking to her now. So she's like, "Uh, I'm tired of that feeling guy a has secret." To choose. Between yeah. his friend and his lover. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they broke up four years ago. But you know how men are. Like, you're really going to go he's going to have to choose. Yeah, so it really just he sounds like he's going to have to choose. Yeah. Either his friend or you. Yeah. I think you need to make him choose, actually. Give him an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Because girl. I feel like you've been yeah, through a lot. Pressure someone to love you. Yeah. And then if you're if you're man. And it and, does. And I genuinely think, it. like, if you're a man, like, if you told him, like, bro, my ex was a dick to me, treating me like shit, body shamey, like, mentally abusive. Like, if he knows all of that, how shitty he was to you. And he's still his friend. And he's still his friend. It's just like, I mean, I don't know about like, I just feel like if he really cared about you, he would just be straight up like, yo. That's I don't wanna, true. I don't like wanna, if he liked her enough. Yeah, like, I don't want to lose our friendship, you know? Like, if he doesn't want to, you know, just say, like, I don't want to lose our friendship, but I am dating this girl. And if you accept it, cool. If not, that's fine. I'm, I'm still going to date her. Just letting you know. I feel like guys aren't even that anal about that kind of stuff. I always thought it was more girls. That are like, don't date well, my ex, Well, it depends bitch. how close they are, too. We don't know That's how close true. they oh, are. Oh, yeah, and they said, didn't you say best friend? Best yeah, friend, they're best yeah. friends, so we don't know. He's got to make that choice. Yeah, he's going to have to do it. Would you let your ex-best friend or your best friend date your ex? 
Would I let them? I mean, I'm not going to interview. Yeah, but would you be like, how would you feel about it? Yeah, like, how would you react? How would I react? Mm -hmm. Um, I'd cut them both off. Oh, really? uh, Probably egg their houses, (laughs) throw a brick through the window, write whore on their car, (laughs) and lipstick. Fucking carry under with their asses. Sounds about right. Throw a gallon of milk through their window. Rotten milk. Rotten milk. Damn. So. Poor girl. Because if that's really her soulmate, that sucks. That's not her soulmate. You're 22, babe. That's not your soulmate. I promise you. All I'm saying is that guy, fuck that guy. (laughs) Your boyfriend, he sucks. (laughs) I wonder, did she say how long they were talking for? I don't know. Three months. Three months. Yeah. That's not that long, though. That is not serious, dude. Yeah. Yeah, at least hit the six month mark. At least the six month at mark. At least. Yeah. Do, I, I maybe don't pressure him yet. Just, I know it kind of sucks feeling like a secret, but I don't know. But anyways, like, you know, the court set, you know, just court setting, making me think about you being on set, sir. You've been real, real quiet about you working on set. Would you work on, like, the camera or, like... Pro- oh, no, dude. I was just a PA. I was just a production assistant. Ooh, Wait, which, what does that entail? Um, Remembering Starbucks orders. Aww. Ice macchiato. Little bitch of the set. Hazel. Pretty much, yeah. Hey, but you know what? It still seems like a cool experience, though, to hey, be working it. at, like, the... What was it? What award show was it? Oh, the yeah, I was, I was at the Golden Globes. The yeah. Golden Globes. Did you see any famous people? That's a funny story, because I didn't. <laughs> Swear to God. You know why? Because it was the one year all the celebrities boycotted it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, and they boycotted it because of corona, because it was going to look bad on them oh. if they were meeting up so early post-COVID. So yeah, I show up. I'm like, "Where's Johnny Depp at, dude?" (laughs) You didn't see any. No, they all boycotted. So what'd you go for? To help. Love that. I cleaned the statues up. I fucking set them up. (gasps) That's what's up. And like, if like artists would win, like, were they there or? That's the thing. um, They would just accept it through Zoom or. That's the thing. Like the Academy knew everyone was boycotting it, so what they did instead. Actually, no, they did win. They did win, but they weren't they were there. On, they were on screen. Yeah, they were just on screen. Like on uh, Zoom? Yeah, because they all got dressed up. I remember because yeah. Jessica Chastain is my angel, and she looked gorgeous. Yeah, Wait. no, no, none of them was in person. I mean, they might have sent videos in. They spent a lot of time, actually, because it was like a controversial event. They spent a lot of time like showcasing um, like uh, certain um, people in the industry that are like for the community. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I I was able to get there because I was PAing for this one. um, One of the shows they did was about this uh, photography studio in Los Angeles in Boyle Heights. It was called uh, Las Fotos. And what they did was like give like young creatives in the community a chance to take photos there. Mm-hmm. And so there's this one girl I, I met that was like 18, fresh out of like school, but she was already like, she already had her photography like published. And I remember like her photos were like at bus stops and like, they were really good photos too. So, um, but they really put an emphasis because, because like they felt like it was already controversial because it was too early post COVID mm-hmm. to have an event like that. Um, they made sure, like, they showed a lot of programs that were, like, benefiting the community. So that was one of the ones we covered 
was uh, that um, the director of Las Fotos, how she helps out the community of like mm-hmm. young creatives that don't have the funds to, to mm-hmm. get their own camera, to get their own editing software. And uh, this girl, Kimberly, uh, was like one of the main students being interviewed and, tell- and she was talking about how like as soon as she gets out of school, she goes and shoot and stuff and like she's then she got to shoot for like a famous artist like i think it was like carol g or something oh shit and uh that was able to happen because las fotos was um doing that for the community mm-hmm. oh how nice so yeah the whole golden globes at that time was really putting emphasis of how like how uh, they're not bad people they're not bad people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Feel like that was genuine it was just like a publicity move to not look so fucking shitty Dude, that's that's what rich people do. Dude. I know. They they try to wash their hands. And yeah, be like, I'm a good guy. Yeah, I swear I'm a good guy. Look what I'm doing exactly. for the community. Exactly. So I feel like maybe not all of them were like actually from genuine good heart, but it did benefit. It people. did benefit. That's good. You that's know? true. Because yeah, she's like a young girl. Her photography is really good. Yeah. And now she got like this huge exposure mm-hmm. from it. Of course. You know, and she's getting a shoot for like for artists and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, it did benefit her a lot. And now she has a career as a as a creative, you know. That's that's dope. that's difficult for someone that doesn't have the funds, you know. Right. Yeah, true. Because that's how the industry is so uh Neapolitan, which mm. is, you know, they hire their fucking nephew, their yeah. gardener, their Yeah. Everyone in their small circle. You need to have a connect. Mm-hmm. Exactly, dude. I mean so then uh, how did you get to working on sets? Like, how did you get into that? Um, I actually volunteered to be an extra for this one short film. Mm-hmm. And then I was there, and then I was just, like, super friendly, like, trying to meet everybody. Oh, dope. You know, I was just like, how's it going, man? Hey. Even, I mean, I started with the first PA I met. He was a cool guy. He's awesome. Uh, he just directed me where to park and stuff. And afterwards, I was like, so, uh, what's it like PAing for these guys? Oh, man, it's so fun. And he tells he starts opening up to me about, like, oh, he wants to be a Latino creator. He wants to make stories about, you know, his experience as a, as a Latino in Los Angeles. And uh, once I met him, I he brought me around a lot. So we were I was an extra. We shoot a scene, and I was just, like... Hanging out with them? Yeah, so, like, one of the scenes was, like, is this guy... Um, He's a comedian, and I was just, like, one of the extras in the audience, like, laughing, and, like, camera go through us, and I'd be laughing. (laughs) Put that big smile on. Uh, Yeah. But as I, I, you know, I I literally talked to everyone. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I ended up talking to a producer, which is this this cool guy. His name's Ryan Blewett. Mm. And uh, I met him, and I just told him, like, dude, I want to be a production assistant. I graduated, like, a year ago. He's like, oh, really? Uh, we, We actually need one. I was like... I'll come, dude. I'll bring my camera, too. And he's yeah. like, yeah, bring your camera. And so I did. And so when they were shooting and stuff, um, I would take, like, BTS photos. Oh, okay. So of the of the actors acting, also just the set being built. And from there, I got a lot of experience of, like, uh, to see how they work on set and see how... It's crazy because they'll have, like, one small lot, like, one small, like, warehouse type of thing. Mm-hmm. And they'll use that same warehouse for a bunch of different scenes. Oh, okay. You know, they'll just put up flats yeah. and, like, change the design. Like, now it's a house. Yeah. Now it's outside a, a garage. That's now, funny. But it's just one box. And that's yeah. how it always is. Like, yeah. it was actually through that that I actually got to, one of my assignments was, like, to go pick up props from Warner Brothers and uh, oh, dope. 
and Universal. Mm -hmm. You know when you do the tour Universal? Yeah. They made me go back there. Dude, oh, I love cool. that tour. I that tour that. is it's awesome. Fun. Yeah, it's I don't cool. care how like cheesy the Jaws mm -hmm. shark is. And I'm glad that they've never changed it. it. Like yeah. it's always been the same. Except with the King Kong shit, but like Oh yeah. The like classic ones like Psycho and mm -hmm. the fucking little Desperate Housewife. And the flood one. Oh That's the flood one. one. Oh, like an airplane the, crash the water. Oh, the oh, one yeah. where you're underground? Mm -hmm. World of the Worlds. I miss it, dude. I haven't been there forever. Me I haven't either. been there in a long time. Yeah, yeah. we should go. Let's I used go. to go a lot because it was fun. I Did you guys Do you guys go to Horror Nights? I go to Horror Nights, yeah. But I haven't gone never in like... Been, dude. You've never been? No. Dude, I'm trying it's to go. so good. It's fun. It's the lines are stupid me. long. You should probably get like a fast pass <laughs> if you can afford it. It's worth it, it yeah. It's yeah. worth it's it. Sometimes. Some years they flop big time. I've only gone once, Dude, I used to go like every year because I love like scary movies. But like sometimes, like the which one was it? Sometimes they make it too bright, so it's not even scary. It's just like shit coming at your face, and it's like ah. Oh. I like when yeah. it's like dark and you're like it's just a thirty five year old dude and yeah, in a fucking clown suit. Yeah. One one time I went and this clown humped me. <gasps> Obviously he didn't fuck? touch that me, is but like scary. <laughs> But like dude, it. remember when the clowns were just fucking popping up at everyone? Oh yeah, that was like everybody was like <laughs> yeah. going crazy. Who do you like, think that was though? That? Like, do you think it was regular dudes or would, do you think it was like weirdo dudes? Aliens? Yeah, <laughs> they're like trying to get they, close. To they me. wanted to walk among us. They're like, in disguise. <laughs> but they didn't know how to do it like friendly, so they just like look like creeps. Dude, hell no! Honestly, if I ever saw anyone like just standing in the middle of the road alone and they run towards my car, like. I'm, I'm gonna him. run you over. Yeah. Like, I'm there's sorry, no there's other no. Like, I'm not gonna be mm -hmm. that bitch. I'm also not the bitch that if I hit something no on the road, like, I'm not gonna get off and look. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I'll I'm just never either. Never. I'm not even calling an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care You're what done. happens to your body. <laughs> You're done. I was not here <laughs> because it's scary. Like, I always see people get off their car. I'm like, bitch, what are you doing? Literally. Like, press on the gas. Yeah. We should go. We should go. Hope Chris Pratt is in the ride. Ugh. He's Star Lord. He's a little bitch now. Why? Because he's. Why? Yes, exactly. Because he's, he's a church guy. He's yeah. a church boy. It's weird. Why? Because it's like culty almost the way he does it. Yeah, mm. all religions are cult. That is true. What? But like, I don't know. Like, he was all like. I don't know, like goofy and dorky and cute, and now he's very like proper and like where's fucking button ups. Chris Pratt. Since when? He married what? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger's daughter, and she's like super into her religion. So he got really into her religion. No. So like, yeah, like sometimes he's like, yeah, I don't Aww. know. He's just kind of weird now. I hate that. Like people get into relationships and like change into their person. Yeah, it's like they act just like their partner, and it's like shitty. Like kind of because it's like where like you didn't come in with any of your own ideas yeah it's just like yo like be yourself i don't i don't think i'd be able to convert to any religion for Fuck anyone no, i feel either. like that would be such a tough do you feel like you'd be able to convert religions for someone i would never no <laughs> i'd rather I how do you feel care. about religion um i think religion uh is pretty evil you know, you used to call me and be like, hey, uh, can I talk to you about religion for a little bit? And then you'd go off for like two hours. It's because I, I was be going like, through it, man. I was going through it. Cool, cool. I always listen, though. It was always really interesting. Do you want to talk about it? 
What, sure, were you yeah, going dude. Through? I was in a cult. I grew up in a cult. I grew up as Jehovah's Witness. Okay. And it fucked me up for life because when I found out it was a cult, it made me like question what's well, even real, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I swear I was tripping balls, dude. I How old it, were you when you like realized? I, think that. I was like I was like twenty. Because the thing is, I oh, stopped shit. going to church when I was seventeen, mm-hmm. but I still believed it. Yeah. In my heart of hearts, I was like, one day I'll go back. Yeah, just you know? I need a little break. Yeah, I was like, maybe I need time to sin. You know yeah, I mean? just get out my system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll forgive me. Yeah. But then when I hit twenty, I started doing my research. And uh, it kind of blew my mind, dude. Oh. Like it just, it just freaked me out. Like I remember the night I found out, I stayed up all night. I couldn't sleep because I was scared. Yeah. And but would, like, what were you scared of? That's the thing. It's I couldn't even describe what I was afraid of, but it mm-hmm. just felt like my reality wasn't yeah. real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it tripped me out. Like there wasn't yeah. something I was afraid of. It was just my mind was at such a state of like, um, what's real? Like exactly. What it was the fuck questioning is going reality. On? Yeah. Because because like. So they tell you while you're in there that like everything that opposes our beliefs is the devil. You know what I'm saying? So they say, oh, if you see videos online that say uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are bad, that's the devil. And so I believe that. And I see these videos. I remember one popped up and I was like, I shouldn't click it. I shouldn't click it. And then I did click it. And then that's that's when like everything started breaking down on me. dude. Like I, I literally felt my heart racing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like my hair standing up. Like I felt like I was like in fight and flight mode for yeah the whole night. Cause then I started watching every video, started reading every every change they made, and this is what all cults do. Like all cults will make you like an enemy of everyone who is in the cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not just religion, even though religion is the biggest one. Yeah, sometimes it's like freaking. Like those weird fitness groups, or like those yeah. weird, or like the 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 forex or whatever the the pyramid scheme shits. Exactly, like like Primerica. What is yeah. it? Primerica. Primerica. Like those shits are cults, bro. Yeah. Because yeah. they'll be like, oh, they're not hustling like we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like not the self improving yeah. like we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so anything that makes anybody seem like less than you. Exactly. Like yeah. if, if you're part of an organization, a group, and they're telling you that people outside our group yeah are not as good as us or yeah. are making the moves that we are yeah you're in a cult exactly you're that makes sense yeah i had never really thought about it like i knew it was like weird like yeah. american all this shit but i never thought of it like necessarily as a cult yeah it's a cult because then when they try to leave they guilt trip them yeah. yeah they'll be like is this how you treat all your loved ones yeah bitch i don't even love you <laughs> bitch, i don't fucking know you <laughs> exactly so you, you gotta be that's why ever since I found out they're cold, like I'm super like cautious when I when I join any group. Mm. I'm like, I see like, is everyone themselves? Does everyone if everyone has a life outside of that group, then it's good. It's healthy. Okay. You know, if everyone mm-hmm. has their own things going on. If everybody revolves their identity around that it's it's red a, flag. It's a huge red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you go make dumbass decisions together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you all agree, and there's no one telling you like, what the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. What, um, how, because I know Jehovah's Witnesses, like, they shun you when you leave. Is that real? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, dude. Everyone I everyone I knew when I was little, they don't speak to me. <gasps> Damn. They don't, they haven't ever reached out to me. And I knew these people my whole fucking life, like. And that so, happened, like, at 20? Or at, when you left? Dude, at, at 17, dude. 
at 17, I just started, because I had them all, like, on Snapchat or Instagram. Mm-hmm. I just started seeing them, like... Delete you? Delete me. I couldn't even search them up. I'm like, yeah, these dudes blocked me. Dude, it's fine. <laughs> Fucking losers anyway. They're probably just, like, yeah. at church, Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know my Saturday mornings are way better than theirs, dude. Yeah. Because they're out in the sun, fuck. Knocking doors, <laughs> knocking on dude. doors. Like I was. What was a funny? Do you have like a funny story of like knocking on doors? Like something funny that happened or like scary or weird or just any experience um, while you were out? I did meet a lot of cute dogs. Aww. That was pretty cool. That was nice. Did you guys ever convince anyone? <gasps> you know, it, no, no. <laughs> Probably like like ten percent. Actually, lower like five percent. Maybe like you just maybe planted a seed, but never like a full. Because mm-hmm. oh. there's always and the people that did, the only people that convert are people that are already religious. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they like to like discuss yeah uh, mm-hmm. theology. Yeah. So, uh, my mom was one of them. You know, she she was Catholic, but then she converted to Jehovah's Witness and. Uh, that's what a lot of people that convert, they're already religious. Like, if you're not religious, there's yes, no way yeah. you're, you're going to convert. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless something tragic happens. Yeah. Exactly. And do you still feel like you believe some things, or do you feel like you just completely discarded, like, everything? Well, uh, damn, she's getting kind of deep here, dude. Yeah. yeah. Do you well, want to or you don't want to? No, we don't I, have to. I mean, if, if you guys... Yeah, yeah, let's if you go. Think, all right, let's go. <laughs> Like, I don't believe any scripture is holy. Okay. Or I believe all scriptures are holy. Okay. So you like kind of, you out. have like high and cold moments where you're just like. Because sure. then, because here's the thing. I think like, okay, let's say the Bible is inspired by God, right? Okay. Written by men, inspired by God. Okay. And let's say the Quran is too. Okay. And the Torah is too. And the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then maybe the majority of books in general are too. Mm-hmm. Like you read a good book, who's to say the author wasn't inspired by God? Okay, you know what I mean. That's okay. a really beautiful way to think about books, though. Yeah, right. Because there's some books you read and you're like, they change your life or they you change your perspective. Yeah. For me, enemy ego is the enemy. I love that book. Ego is the enemy. Yeah, I recommend it to you. What a is? Wallet. What is it? About? Oh, you did. It's, it's, I actually still have it in my house. And you never started. I did not. I'm not <laughs> what even is lie. that book about? It's just talking about how, like, uh, pretty much all, all bad like feelings you get stem from your ego. Yeah. Like missing someone, feeling angry, feeling jealous, yeah. resentful. It all comes from your ego. Yeah. It all comes from your ego saying, "I deserve this." Like, no, they're, yeah. they sh- they shouldn't ignore me. I deserve their attention. Mm-hmm. All right. This sh- he shouldn't have more than me. Yeah. I should have more. Or uh, I by this point I should have this. So yeah. all this stuff comes from your ego. Yeah, your ego trying to protect you. Exactly, and so befriend it. I I believe that as well. Like I don't think your ego is your enemy. I think your ego should be your friend, something that you should have compassion towards and love and like embrace. Because I generally think like our ego is made up of like our mechanisms we adopted growing up to keep ourselves safe. Like. So if we were jealous of something or angry at something, it's because, you know, we it was made for us to feel that way, you know? So it's like, oh, like this person is, you know, talking bad about me. Now I have to defend myself. You know, that's your ego getting in defensive mode and you feel like you have to protect yourself. But it's like, you know, so we might be like, oh, like you might go off on that person. Then later you might feel bad. It's like, damn, why did I talk shit to that girl? Probably wasn't that serious or whatever, you know? 
but it was just you getting defensive your ego trying to protect you you know so it's like we villainize it but it's really just trying to keep us safe you know what i mean it kind of helps to take away like the negative connotation around ego mm-hmm. because i don't think we'll ever get rid of our ego like our ego is right. always going to be a part of us we're never going to just wake up one day and be like oh well i defeated my ego it's gone like i'm perfect now but like, i don't no. think you ever should even aim for that well that's the thing like yeah, let's say yeah exactly it, befriend it in that situation where you do fight with someone yeah that takes a lot of energy out of you yeah it does and there's also consequences to it yeah mm-hmm. And so, like, I think one of the topics was, like, picking your battles because yeah. your, your ego wants to pick every single one. Yep. That's yep. the thing. So, like, sometimes you have to not please your ego and be like, exactly. it's not worth fighting that fight. Yep. Because that, ener- that energy that takes out of you and then later on, the days on, you feel bad about that. Yep. And you can't focus on what you're mm-hmm. trying to do. Yep. Uh, and I think in that case, it talks about how, like, ego is, is the enemy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, because your ego... Let's say you're really working hard for something and yeah. you've been putting in the work for a long time. Yeah. And all of a sudden you feel like you deserve it or you yeah. feel like you, you deserve that promotion. Yeah. Something like that. Your ego will start making you make bad decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You start thinking like, well, I can leave whenever I want. Yeah. Oh, I know a better way than how my boss wants it done. Yeah. And when you do stuff like that, uh, you come off as untrustworthy. Yeah. You come off as impatient. You yeah. come off as uh, like... Uh, hard to work with yeah and that's when the ego puts you in a bad position when you're doing just fine yeah but your ego got in the way yeah exactly you know so that's a book i love yeah and i feel like if that changed so many lives who's to say it wasn't inspired by god exactly and i genuinely believe that it's like a god trait like i believe god was not driven by his ego you know that's something that whoever learned that whoever wrote that book you know even though maybe they might not be religious or they might not believe in God, that definitely is, I think, something derived from, like, teachings of God or, like, Jesus yeah. or whatever you believe in. Yeah, because during the time when the Bible was written, yeah, it was helpful. It was. Because during yeah. that time, dude, there was... People were murdering people were each savages, other. Raping, raping each other. Crazy. Yeah. Killing mm. children, killing yeah. pregnant women. Yeah. Stoning. You they know were I mean? going crazy. Yeah, so it was like... Someone wrote, thou should not kill. They were like, whoa. Whoa. I never saw it that way. They're like, you could just not get angry and kill. fucking respect your neighbors. What? Like, I hate that guy. All right. I could just not. (laughs) I could just mind my business. Thou shalt not steal. No way. I can ask for things. But I like that pig, man. (laughs) (laughs) It looks juicy. I I just feel like it. It's hard for me to believe on, in religion and people who believe in religion, especially in the Bible, only because of that reason that I'm like, this shit was written and changed over like thousands of years. How the fuck could you believe that? Yeah, and it was given. And kings had a bunch of uh, power over what they wanted to rewrite. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it, when- it's it's hard to believe and it's hard. I just, I feel like faith is... Is tricky. It's and it's needed though. I think because every time I bring that point up to like a pastor, because I have many times in the past, and they say like, they they agree, but at the same time, you have to kind of establish that relationship with God and like a connection, and ask God for discernment whenever you're gonna read. So like before you start reading, it's like pray and say, God, like show me what is actually genuine and make it resonate with me, and whatever is not from you let it just slip like let it just not even affect me like whatever you feel like i need to know and needs to i need to apply in my life let it be known you know 
and but whatever is not you know applicable or it's not true or it's not from you don't let it like reach me you know because that's what my sister does you know because i tell her that all the time because she's more into like god than mm-hmm. i am and i do believe in a god you know but it's hard to kind of follow like the mainstream things that i've been taught growing up because i grew up christian and going to church and doing all these things and i have so many questions but i feel like i've just it feels like too much work so i just kind of like eh, like i'm not gonna do all that work and research and none of that mm-hmm. like i just i just like to say i have a relationship with god and i pray and he hears me and that's enough but i always do wonder you know like what if the bible is something like i should be reading i should be learning from and i've told myself like, dude but it's just like i can't even get myself to read it because i'm like oh, what if it's bullshit you know and it's like i'm wasting my time well a lot of people that are into religion they i feel like it goes one or two ways like you either read the bible and you're completely inspired or you read the bible and you're like how the fuck have i been like convinced by all this for this long like i think yeah. it's always one or there's the no other. way noah's ark is real you don't think so? And I I'm also sorry. think, like, if you take only what resonates with you, then everyone only, t- like, what if I, like, what if I take, like, oh, I have to fucking do everything that my husband says, and I, like, like God doesn't believe in birth control and all that stuff. Like, what if that resonates with me, but not with you? But sometimes, like, people resonate with the more fucked up shit. Well, I mean, that's personal, right? Like, I generally think at the end of the day... But that's what I mean, like, God that's why it's hard to, to believe... I guess in the whole entirety of that, there's millions of people that believe in this one book. And that's why I think like religion's a scam because I feel like it's, we all, we're all made to be like follow like a rigid, it has to be like this. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think people should just be leaning towards like, it's make it like our own personal relationship with you and God and what it means to you and what you'll take from it and spread what you think you believe in when what resonates with you. And Mm. I feel like everyone has kind of lost the ability to think for themselves. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, everyone is just kind of like, Oh, like I'm going to just go from what you say, because I just don't want to do the work or I don't, don't have, I don't believe in myself enough or trust myself. Oh, like to like make the research for it. To just like, you know, feel something or just, Mm -hmm. you know, anything or just believe in anything or trust anything. Because, you know, just so we've just been made to just not trust in ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. or think for ourselves. So I feel like it's very definitely tricky when you're kind of like starting that journey and you've never had anything that kind of resonates with you. It's like, what the fuck do I do? Like, what the fuck does this mean? Or what do I believe mm-hmm. in? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. how. Do you have any advice for any people that feel like that? That they're just like, I don't know where to start, but I want to believe in something. I just but there's so much information everywhere. It's like, what the fuck do I do? Well, do you feel like you still have faith, like in a higher being at least? What's crazy? I still pray. Yeah. See. Even to the same. I, do you call him the same thing? God? I do. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I still call him Jehovah. Yeah, because Jehovah's oh, always called really? Jehovah. Oh, yeah. Shit. It's it's kind of trippy when you think about it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's weird. Why do you feel like that aspect hasn't changed? Because that's what I knew him as. So here's the thing. Like here's what I think. Like if he is real. Mm-hmm. As I feel, as long as any religion isn't like murdering people or you know, chopping people up, yeah, I think every religion is a communication to him. I mean, yeah, it could, you know, it transmits to him. I mean, like, why would he be? I mean, I feel like he would be flattered. Like if, nothing if, is inherently bad. Like it's as long as yeah. it's good and connecting to me, it's yeah. fine. What you believe in the way you're going about it. Yeah, because I you do when I. I met a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses that are good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're good people. They're good-hearted people. Yeah. It's just the people at the top that are abusing them. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, 
would God trip? Like, oh, you didn't read Leviticus. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. fuck you. I don't care if you donated. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't care if you fucking helped that old lady across the street. Yeah. So, I don't think he would care about the details. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a good person. You're genuinely trying to help people. Yeah. And you're genuinely trying to have a conversation with God. You could be a yeah. Mormon, a Muslim, whatever. Yeah. I think he'd be flattered. I yeah. think it'd be funny if he didn't write any of that shit and he was just like, <laughs> how'd you guys come up with this shit? <laughs> yeah. I think it has to do too with extremism, you know, like obviously if you're extreme in religion, then you're like kind of a dickhead, kind of like how like if you're a super far left, mm-hmm. you kind of end up with the same ideas as the far right people. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen videos of like um, liberal people and they're asking them like, oh, like um, if a black person wanted to get an ID, like where or like should... Something like, should they always, um, if they have access to get an, uh, an ID, and all the white people were like, oh, yeah, like, it's just, you know, black people can't get them, blah, blah, blah. And then when they asked all the, all the black people, they're like, yeah, like, I have my ID right here. But the white people feel like they're so woke that they don't see that they're just being inherently racist oh, at that point. I see what you mean. You get what Wait, I mean? What, what was the question? So, they like, they pretty ID? much asked them, like, oh, um... Like, should black people show their ID if they're asked for sh- it? No, should they be able to have, like, better access to it? But, like, obviously to everyone has the same... Yeah, obviously, you know, a fucking person with normal thoughts... Would be, like, anyone can get an yeah, ID. Yeah, but all the extreme, like, left liberals, like, oh. the white people were like, oh, yeah, like... It's so hard for them to have access to it, blah, blah. But they're <laughs> literally not realizing that they're just being That's fucking racist. Yeah. That's not an issue. Yeah, but it's the that extreme, like, uh, of, like, oh, I'm so woke that they end up being fucking idiots. Just, like, as oh the far right. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so funny. I want to see that. It's so crazy. It's like they crazy. want to be so inclusive and diverse that they end up being racist. Exactly. By treating tone deaf certain as fuck. people like yeah. special and i just feel like that's what i mean like extreme in any situation like whether it be religion or even yeah. like fucking that food like the yeah. extremity of something is always just so bad that makes sense mm-hmm. oh my god so that's why i like to tip my waters into that's why when you would call me and like talk about it i always wanted to listen even when people would knock on my door yeah. i always wanted to listen because it's still interesting at yeah. the end of the day like what they're teaching and then you just learn from different like religions every like and it's like you said like you take the pieces that you want to take from each one i feel and you feel like because you say you don't really have like a connection you don't really believe in anything but you've learned so much i'm assuming because you say you like to listen yeah why do you feel like you still haven't started like a journey to because i think in listening it was i couldn't imagine myself feeling what they were feeling towards a higher power i never got convinced enough to feel like like god was a good person to me or like a good being to me because i was always like at the end of the day all these people you know thanked him but i feel like if god is real then he's just in me and so i'm gonna do things like if i feel like i'm being a good person and i'm being good to myself and my body and like the body that the earth gave me and i'm being kind to the earth that's my i guess connection i don't feel like i need to sit at night and be like thank you god like i'll just go out in nature and i'll be like okay like I'm appreciative of everything that's here. I feel like it's more of being thankful and in the moment rather than being like, okay, well, if I don't think this being, then I'm going to go to hell. Like, I don't like thinking that, that if I'm not being thankful to this higher being, that I'm not a good person. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, dude, if, if God is viewing everything on earth, like, why would he care if one person didn't thank him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if we're made in the image of God... Why would he want us to constantly praise him? Like, 
That exactly. Like if I have to constantly be like dedicating my life to this God, then he's kind of a dickhead. He's kind of insecure. Yeah. Like, but why do you need this you much have, attention? If you have a son, daughter, right? Uh, I mean, you have a son. Mm-hmm. But let's say they hit a certain age where they have a phone and they can call. Would well, you want them constantly calling you? Hey, Ma, I just, I just met my first girlfriend. Hey, Ma, uh, I got kicked in the ass the other day. Uh, hey, Ma, you know, like... Or, like, if they're constantly. accomplishing things and they're like, oh, it's all thanks to my mom uh, and not really praising their own accomplishment. I mean, that's kind of sweet. No, no, no. But, I'm saying, like, like, if every single accomplishment I were to make wasn't my own, it was all God's, then what am I doing? But I don't think that's what God wants, to just say it's all Him and nothing of your effort. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like the people that I talk to usually were kind of extreme. Uh, so I always got that from vibe, them. That, like, like, their God, like, I had to praise a God. Like, it was all God. And like, it was a you. kind of, like, force. Like, I was forced in every one of them. Every time they talked to me, they're like, oh, well, you know, you always got to. And which is, like, I'm not against it. I just never found the connection from it. Like, like I found a connection more so just being thankful of everything yeah. around me. And if you love your kids, you let them go. You want them to be strong on their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I think, like, dude, if God, God would want us to have fun and, like, mm-hmm. explore ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he put everything on here. Everything yeah. I'm doing, he put here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I see yeah. it. Yeah. I, I would go- love, though, if my son called me all the time. Oh, I call my mom constantly. Yeah, I would love that. Every yeah. time. I mean, I wouldn't expect them to be it's like, unhealthy. oh, thanks to you. And I didn't do shit. No, I would not. I would but not. But, dude, if like you love your kids, you say that. But, no, I'm, of course I'm gonna let him go, but throw him bitch, if he called me like three times a day, I'd fucking love it. Yeah, no, I call my mom for every single tiny inconvenience, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I would love that shit. Every time. <laughs> I'd be like, talk to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, if my mom doesn't answer, I'm gonna call her 50 times and be like, mm. why the fuck aren't you answering? I like probably could go days without talking to my mother. It's just, I've, I don't know. I have that, like. It's just so crazy. That's my attachment issues. Different relationships with mothers, like, what? Kind of. That's so crazy. My mom loved me too hard, dude. Yeah. Do you have a good relationship with her? She has overbearing love for me. Uh, Are you a mommy's boy? Like, do you feel like a mommy's boy? Uh, Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. I have, dude. She calls me like nonstop. Like it's it's a bit unhealthy. Oh damn. And uh, that's why I had to move away when I when I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. I had to move away because. For my own good, too. Like, I knew I was constantly, like, relying on her. Yeah. So, I had to detach myself from her. And uh, it's a little better now, obviously. Yeah, you don't live with her. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she still calls me hella. <laughs> hella, hella. And I'm just like, dude. Like, and, and I'll answer, and it'll be like, I mean, of course I love her. Yeah. But she'll call me for no reason, like. I mean, that's okay. I know this sounds fucked. No, because you no. have to put boundaries. Exactly. I was yeah. going to say that. I'm just like, I'm in the middle of something, you know, and then and I'll answer because I think it's important, you know, or like in an mm-hmm. emergency, she needs me to get something. She's like, gases. <laughs> I'm like, nada. I'm at the gym. Um, <laughs> I'm getting groceries. Why? I'm on the mass. I was like, oh. the mass? <laughs> Just All here. Right. That's me, but All with right. my mother. That's hilarious. But dude, there's this I forgot what psychology is. I, I want to look it up, but there's a psychologist uh that talks about like like being being too being too strict on a child is mm-hmm. as dangerous as being too kind to a child. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is this is what my I've read that. Uh, 
it's weird because I wasn't really spoiled like with stuff, mm-hmm. but emotionally mm-hmm. I was spoiled. Like my mom excused my behavior a lot. Okay. So I learned the hard way. Like when I got like suspended or I got in fights in middle school, mm-hmm. uh, I got like <laughs> I was just really travieso. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't. I almost got beat up, but not really. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, middle school. But how do you almost get beat up and not really? Because we didn't we didn't f- actually fight. Oh, but they were going to jump you or was it like yeah, a one-on-one? Damn. They were going to jump me. But it was it your and fault? Probably, yeah. But it was weird, dude. Because I, I did it. I, I was in, in, in elementary school. I was fucking. Um, I remember once time uh, they were like giving some kid a swirly. Like two oh. guys. They were trying to like put him in his head in the in the toilet. <gasps> And I don't know if I should say this. Why? I helped him. <laughs> I helped him put his head in the, in the toilet. Mm. And I didn't even know these guys. I had no idea who these people were. You were just like, oh, here, right place, just, right time. Let it me just help. looked fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fucked up. I, I generally think that when kids do things like that, they just have like a lot of like pent up anger with whatever's going on at home or things they just yeah. can't explain. They just don't know how to put into words, like frustration embarrassment uh, feeling invalid and seeing just angry and they just take it out on other kids uh, i don't think i ever saw like bullying like that at my sc- no. school i never saw bullying like that either dude, i learned no. the hard way dude yeah because my mom excused too much you so know what I'm you crazy. feel like you just kind of grew up thinking like i can get away with anything or like nothing i do is wrong or what, what how do you feel yeah, like that impacted I, you? I became well the thing is because i grew up in a cult mm-hmm. and i had to keep things secret Mm. I became very uh, deceitful, mm. very secretive, mm-hmm. elusive. Mm-hmm. I like using mm-hmm. big words, mm-hmm. but uh, and it stuck with me forever. Yeah, and it, it, I didn't learn until after high school. When I got to college, I started seeing like the full effect. Yeah, of like, oh shit, people aren't trusting me, and I yeah. want to be trusted. Yeah, it's like I didn't even understand the idea of honor until yeah. late after high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's important, dude. Like yeah. loyalty, it is super valuable. Yeah, it is. You can't buy loyalty. Mm-hmm. So wherever you can get it, you got to value that. Yeah. You got to reward loyalty. Yeah. I was watching this video that talked about um, this process called differentiation. I don't know how you say pronounce that word. Mm-hmm. I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, from like the age like 8 to 13 or some kind of age like that. When children are growing, they go through a process where they kind of like begin to think on their own and like analyze the ideas and beliefs and morals that they've been instilled growing up. And they start going through like a process where they're like, okay, is this something I genuinely believe in or is this something just BS that my parents taught me? Is this something that I'm going to keep carrying on with me into adulthood or is is this something I'm going to let go of? So it's like that process of different... that i can't pronounce the word differentiating yeah differentiating like okay what what am i going to stick with what is what is actually valuable to me what Mm. is what is something i'm going to get rid of but they was talking about when parents are too strict on children don't let them be themselves don't let them think for themselves don't let them make their own choices and things like that they're not able to have that process because they feel like they're just confined to whatever the parents say goes Mm -hmm. and they grow up and they just never get to mature. They never get to kind of like think for themselves and things like that. So a lot of people will actually get to adulthood once they're actually like free from like their parents' grasps, you know, and 
probably like, I don't know, college, I'm assuming, when they, like, leave off and they're actually alone completely for the first mm-hmm. time. We're like, oh, shit, like, they start that process late in life and actually mm-hmm. analyzing everything that's like, oh, shit, like, well, this is, shouldn't have done this, mm-hmm. but, you know, didn't have room to grow, kind of, you know, I didn't have room to kind of yeah. act differently. So it just kind of, like, starts later on in life. That's why, like, men mature, like, when they're 30. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's why I say like women I feel like are more mature because women are yeah taught like you know to grow up faster and like think well women socialize at a much younger age yeah men do too but it's um they do a lot of dumb shit at a young yeah. age women do too but... and but men are just they get away with it easier like it's always like men have more freedom and more like that's it's true. more leniency and more just everything. I definitely feel that because I don't think I really understood the dangers I, w- I would put myself in because I knew that I could always call my mom. But I would put myself in situations that I was like, yo, I could really die right now. And I didn't realize that until I was like, what, 21? Mm-hmm. And I was still fucking old. Like, I was fucking old and my mom was still like, what time are you going to get home? Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, damn, like... I would do like I I understand what you're saying by like how you don't mature because I didn't feel mature until I was like like now like right now I feel like I'm finally like okay I feel like a mature person literally maybe like the past two years but I still don't feel like I would meet my like or even I would talk to my friends or I would meet other people and I'd be like damn like I'm a fucking idiot like I'm literally a child and I do think it's because my mom like not to knock my mom because like she's an amazing mom but she was always very much like anything I needed she wanted to give it to me and she didn't want me to struggle at all mm-hmm. and so I felt like an idiot until yeah. like now that I'm like older doing and I'm, things like, on doing your things own and you're own. like yeah. oh shit yeah mm-hmm. and you don't think about it you're just like oh shit because it it just comes out like if you say that people are like oh you're just fucking spoiled but it's like yeah but I mean it's not really my fault they just made me like that yeah exactly you know what I mean and I don't think my mom did it in a... No, no, you do realize no. your parents... Well, I mean, we realize it now, but yeah. Yeah. our parents are people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They don't even exactly. know what the fuck they're doing either. Exactly. exactly. And they had needs, too, that... That were going unmet as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Maybe they needed you to be that person. They yeah. Needed. And maybe they um, were a little selfish with you. Yeah. I think more than anything, it was just... My mom didn't have a great childhood, so she wanted to make sure we had a really, really good life, but she didn't want anything to happen to us. Yeah. So she always wanted to keep us really just safe. Yeah. I was always doing dumb shit. Yeah. And then once I was older, I think I pushed the limits of how how much in danger I could put myself. Yeah. Until like something bad happened. Until something did. And then I was like, yeah. Okay, this is it. Yeah. I should stop here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's hard because yeah. you don't notice it, you know? Like you. Yeah. And it's like, and it, I, I don't know if you guys saw, I shared this post on my Instagram talking about like how to protect our children from like pain and trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's inevitable, you know, as parents, you know, and as adults who want to protect children from going through hard things, but mm-hmm. it's impossible. They're always. It's like, you know, there has to be like a balance to everything good and bad and mm-hmm. the bad's always going to be there. So as parents, what you really should do is just create like a safe space for children to feel what they're feeling and 
you know, help them navigate the bad situations that they go in and don't always shelter them from having bad experiences because that's how they learn. That's how they grow. Mm -hmm. That's how they'll be resilient and have courage and know how to handle things as adults, you know, when they grow up, you know, but if you're always being sheltered, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, it created like this kind of like, oh, well, I can just do anything, get away with anything because I have my parents to fall back on or, Mm -hmm. or nothing ever bad ever happened to me because I was always sheltered or being taken Mm -hmm. care of. But, you know, it backfired on you eventually you know mm-hmm. what i mean as i suppose i'm sure if your parents would have let you well it's not their fault obviously you know they're yeah. just doing the best they could always but if they would have let you learn your lessons you know as on your own growing up maybe a lot of things could have been avoided you know yeah especially because like if you feel like you have to hide things from your parents yeah you know you you don't really call them so then the situation just escalates and it gets yeah. kind of worse because you're like you have that fear of like oh well they're gonna get really upset about this yeah. at least so it was for me yeah that i didn't really have because i didn't have like other siblings to yeah. really count because me and my brother weren't like that yeah. it was more of like okay well who do i call yeah no one and i'm a dumbass in this yeah. shitty situation like what yeah. do i do yeah it was weird and it's crazy that you instead of thinking like oh like i'm it goes kind of like back to like the whole you could have also had thoughts of like i can handle this on my own like i'm strong enough i have the courage or i'm smart enough to deal with this but because your parents are always like kind of like just down talking like you're fucking pendeja if this happens to you you're stupid if you do this or you're dumb or or you can't like you know they're just always so negative it's like you just kind of carry on with you when you're in hard situations instead of thinking you can deal with it you just kind of yeah, start negatively sure. talking to yourself like oh like i fucking i'm a dumb bitch for this or why did i do that i think it was more of like it wasn't necessarily that they talked down on me it was just more of like you don't know what you don't know how to do that you don't know what you're talking about like oh you're not old enough you yeah. you'll learn when you're older but even that is like harmful yeah because then you're like okay well i'm older now and i haven't learned shit <laughs> what's going on here when is this like mighty yeah. fucking wisdom coming yeah yeah it's it's scary though. Then you just have to parent yourself. That's yeah. uh, that's it. Uh, I think part. I like who I'm turning into though a little bit. Yeah. My... You're into that. What? You're into that? To what? Yourself? Yeah. A lot actually. Yeah. Hell yeah. What about Me you? Me too. That's yeah. Good. I've noticed it. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. Your confidence just build up over the yeah. years. How do you feel like you started taking steps towards that? What do you think? Building confidence? Yeah. And just create a strong sense of identity. You have to do that. Here's the thing, like, when people are in a fatherless home, mm-hmm. they are unstable. They tend to be, at least. And because they're unstable, they tend to have, uh, they tend to not have a sense of identity. And that leads to low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And that just leads to every bad thing ever, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So uh, you have to kind of, like... Well, first, you got to cut off the shit that you know is completely worthless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, especially for guys. Okay, because I'm not a girl. I don't know what girls <laughs> That's go fine. through. Yeah. Uh, but for guys, like, it's easy for guys to be obsessive over things. Yeah. Right? So that's why it's easy for guys to become addicted to shit. Right? So you got to cut off the stuff you're addicted to that goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if it's fun, yeah, do it it's productive like you know like sports or like yeah. cars or like fucking hobbies hobbies yeah, yeah cool hobbies or i'd say even like shows that are like as long as you're not like overdoing it shows that like pique your interest like, yeah mm-hmm. like if you're into like uh you know peaky blinders british yeah. gangsters you know yeah. i love that show but uh that's good stuff you know but you know you you go overboard when 
you know, you start drinking too much for no reason alone, just because you want to start the day or yeah. uh, or uh, anything, bro, like chocolate, yeah. fast food. Dude, and I was like my second year in college. Yeah, there's this wing stop by my apartment. Ooh. I would go, no joke, like three times a week, like constantly, bro, oh, shit. constantly, dude. And then uh, I started losing sight in my right eye. <gasps> I oh, stop! It. I actually believed it for like one second. I'm dead ass. No, I'm not even joking. Liar! I swear that- to God. And I went to the optometrist. They're like, "Your eye is fine." Um, stop being a fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being a Stop fat Stop eating fuck. fatty. <laughs> Why do you have 24 wings? Why is your cholesterol level? <laughs> Why do you have <laughs> a chicken wing in the back of your eye? Yeah. And that's <laughs> when I, I was like, I damn, I should probably work out or something. Was that real? Like you really started losing because of that's like just so much bad out, shit? <gasps> that's because crazy. Because I lower my blood pressure like naturally, you know, by working out. So I did. Doing productive uh, things. Yeah. And then... um and you got to try shit, you know? You try shit because then when you, when you try shit, you shit you don't like. You're like, okay, I'm not going to do that no more. Shit you do like, I'm going to keep doing that. And yeah. then your identity gets focused a little yeah. more. Getting you know out of your mean? comfort zone. And then once you know yourself, you feel confident. Yeah. That's a good way, like process of elimination. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I like that. Kiss some yeah. guys. <laughs> All right. Really just I'm get in, to know yourself. I'm not yourself. into that anymore. <laughs> Have or you? is he? Homophobia is not funny. Or is he? Would then you? why did I laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead and cut that out. <laughs> oh my god. That would be hilarious if I got canceled for that. Oh my god. Yeah, definitely canceled. I hope you. not though. Before we continue, we are going to take a brief break to shout out our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Honestly, besties, therapy is amazing and there's really never a right time to start. So just do it now. And honestly, with the gas prices so freaking high, there's no better time than now. BetterHelp is literally on your phone. You can access therapists in like 48 hours. You can have yours. So honestly, that's fucking amazing. And I genuinely think the time is now, besties. So get it together. Get the app. Get a therapist, get help, get better help. (laughs) Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't have to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to IEM Besties listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp dot com slash ie investees that's better h-e-l-p dot com slash ie investees thanks again to better help for sponsoring this podcast thank you 
I'm not even going to get into the topic, but I feel like I started masturbating at such a young age. It was not normal. Yeah. Like, it's sad. That's I, well, not sad. I just look back and I'm just like, what? I don't cringe because I feel like I processed it, but I'm just like, yo. Like, but I think as a little kid, you don't even know what the fuck no you're doing. Like, it's me. just a sensation at that point, like, And you don't really know that it's something sexual. Yeah, like, no one talked to me about this. yo. Like, I don't think even now girls talk about it. Like, yeah. I feel like you're men jacking off is just it, a little more. Yeah, we're getting out. there. Yeah. But like to because a little it's, girl, it's less... how do you say it? Because like what? Oh, like, like, like at what age do little boys start masturbating? Like what? 11? I think younger. Yeah. You know what? I started at 11. You know what, but you know what I mean? Like, an 11 year girl is still a little girl. Yeah. yeah. And, like, no one's telling her, like, these feelings you're, these sensations you're getting are normal. normal. And she's just over here, like. That's a tough topic right there. It is. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's, I'd say that's up to the mom. <laughs> but, like, mom. Shout out to the mom. Moms, yeah. moms are not going to have that conversation. Oh, I feel like hopefully, hopefully moms moving forward are going to be more open to it, I think. I hope so, because like, yeah, like you said, like dads are always like, oh, got to give my son the talk. And moms are always just like, oh, the bees and the birds. And... <laughs> All right, bitch, but I want to masturbate. Like, why am I feeling horny right now? What's going on why here? Does this feel good. <laughs> Why am I about to rub up against this pillow? <laughs> dude, literally. Why is the shower like, head going dude. in right now? Dude. <laughs> oh my god you get what i mean like little girls don't know that and it's sad because they they think it's i mean it is taboo in society for even because dude like forever my friends would be like i don't masturbate i'm like i'll be like what why you're like why not like literally you should try it what do you mean you don't masturbate what do you do in the mornings you're like let me put you on real quick (laughs) yes it's normal 100 yeah. percent, and i don't think they should shame little girls about it no because they talk about it with little boys all the fucking time it's a it, hard it's a hard topic it is yeah it's i don't even topic. know how i'm gonna approach ezra with it yet to be honest but but see what's cool is that ezra you know like that's hugo can do that i think i'm gonna want to talk to him about it too though i think it's important but he's gonna be like mom I want to talk about like, this. Stop it right stop. now. I freaking hate you, mom. <laughs> Brush his hair. Leave me alone. That's cute, though, that you feel like you're going to build that trust with your son. Yeah, I would want to just because, like, I mean, you know, Hugo and I are co-parenting. So it's like, I want him to feel like trust he has you. the trust to be able to mm-hmm. ask me questions. Like, let's say Hugo's, he's not going to see Hugo for like another week and he really has a question. It's like, I don't even feel comfortable be like, hey, mom, like, what's this? You know, and not feel like weirded out or like can't ask me something you know i don't think it's about like that necessarily i just feel like it's more of like because hugo's a guy and he knows because like we know how we grew up as girls yeah but only obviously guys know what they're feeling at that age and why yeah. they're getting you know those kind of yeah questions yeah because even now i ask my boyfriend all the time shit about his penis because yeah. i'm like why does it do that how you does ask that feel him about cock and ball torture <laughs> no. what is that why are you weird? <laughs> Wait, are you talking about like those like guys that like to like torture their dicks like big like time? Like stomped on their balls? Dude, that's crazy. You guys never done that? Never. Not my balls. He never no. asked you to do that? No. You're into Watch that? Watch your honeymoon. <laughs> You're into that? I'm dead. Oh We're my right god. Now. Sam is into getting kicked in the nuts. Damn. Cock and ball torture. Cock Say it right. Damn. Cock torture. and ball torture. That sounds like very, like, it's a, I don't know, like a theory or something. Yeah, I think Einstein came up with it. <laughs> oh, my God. I think he started it. Wasn't he, like, a virgin? What? Forever? Was he? 
Somebody was a virgin. No, it was. I think you're talking about um. Oh, Isaac, Isaac Newton. Isaac, Isaac Newton. Yeah. Newton. Yeah. He was like a virgin. <laughs> yeah. That's oh tough. my no god. Pussy. That's crazy. That's what no pussy does to a man. True. Solves gravity. <laughs> oh. Maybe <laughs> all men should just be virgins. Maybe we Maybe. should have virgin men instead <gasps> of virgin marriages. Society oh if men god. were virgins. Yeah. Somebody should start that cult. That they do. It's the it's priests. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, except they're not really virgins though. Yeah, yeah, they lie. They got a lot yeah. of kids on their roster. That's sad. Let's not talk about That's that. Yeah. That's my mood. I didn't. Why did you nobody laugh laughed. That? That's sad. The book I'm reading has taught me to just not to listen to people unbiased. Oh yeah, that's a big one. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm learning that right now. It's yeah. actually one of the biggest things I feel like I'm learning is to listen. And I used to think I'm a good listener, like. But a lot of times I would listen, like, I would just, I would listen, like, and I would hear what they're saying, but I would just be more really caught up with, like, what I'm going to say back. Mm, like, but, already making your point mm, in your head. Yeah, and I like, and I, in my head, I'd be like, oh, no, I understand where you're coming from, like, but mm-hmm. I would really not, because my follow-up point would always kind of be, like, invalidating to what they were saying, because, mm-hmm. like, that doesn't feel like effective listening. Now, like, what I'm, like, learning, like, moving forward, like... Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that always just had to do with me not wanting to feel my own discomfort that came with listening to what they had to say, whether mm-hmm. it was because like I didn't agree with it or that's just not what I would rather do or say or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you feel some type of way and it's like, oh, well, like, I think this. And it's like, why can't you just listen to someone and just listen and skill. leave it at that? You know, like, yeah, it's a yeah, hard skill, too. Yeah. I think, too, because you need to have empathy for someone that you disagree with, which is hard. To be like, okay, well, maybe let me look at it from their point of view. Because you're just like, no, their point of view is wrong. Yeah. So why would I look at it from their point of view? Yeah. And it's hard to just sit there and be like, okay, they have their own experiences that are different from mine that make them believe this way. Yeah. But it's tough. Because some people be saying dumbass shit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Do you feel like you've cultivated that skill you're working on it? Listening? Mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot better at it. Yeah. Like, um... I just like to hear people. Sometimes people say the fucking weirdest, darnest things. Telling you, and I just listen to it. I'm just like, wow. Like, damn. You really think like that? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I I really don't judge them. It's just yeah. more so like, I try to figure out what got them to that point. Exactly. Yeah. Same. Because me, me too. I mean, I have a radical stance on religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's because of what I experience. So people yeah. have their opinions on the most random stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, what, what did you experience mm-hmm. as a kid? Dude, think I think like that, that a lot, too. Like, sometimes people be saying shit to, like, piss me off. And I'd be like, well, what they go through, though. Yeah. You know? And it makes me feel better. Really? Because I don't take it personal. Yeah. That yeah. That's true. But can, can, we, um, can we pause real quick? You have to pee. Yeah. How do you feel, like, sometimes... about apologizing? Just the act of it. All do you right. feel like it's something that's necessary to get closure? Do you feel like you can move on from things without an apology? Sometimes people apologize for their own selves uh, to kind of like feel less guilty about something. Yeah. Mm. So I think in those situations, it's like more selfish to apologize. It's mm. weird. But I mean, when it, when it comes from a genuine place where it was really a mistake, mm-hmm. then apologizing can can really help because it just shows that like the other person that uh it wasn't intentional Mm -hmm. you know so that way there's no like doubt that Mm -hmm. there it wasn't intentional yeah you know sometimes 
when it's like it's obvious to both parties that it was intentional mm-hmm. and you both know that you fucked up mm-hmm. like in those scenarios it's more noble to not apologize and to just like if you're i mean if you're so close to this person like fix things without apologizing mm-hmm. because they know how guilty you feel and you apologizing would just kind of try to get like sympathy out of him mm-hmm. like you don't hate me as much as i think you do right it's like no you, you fucked up bro <laughs> well like it makes it almost better that they're like reveling in their guilt or yeah because sometimes <laughs> it's like sometimes like sometimes the the pain of of regret is like will help you more than like a fake like forgiveness Mm. you know what i mean i think it depends because i feel like if you know you really fucked up and you feel truly guilty about it the apology in itself will show because i feel like you can tell obviously when an apology is sincere or not and i think if you really hurt someone and you apologize sincerely like they don't have to forgive you but i think at the end they still get a sense of calm and like closure from being like okay well they're still thinking about it and they're thinking about it now in a way that they're admitting they're wrong so i think it just depends if the the apology is sincere because i think of being able to apologize to someone is fucking hard especially when you know you fucked up because now you're admitting to someone i fucked up my bad and it's hard to put like going back to the ego it's how to put your ego aside and be like okay well you did fuck up to come to that realization and to even have like the, the, what is it? The humility? No, like the, not, um, I guess just enough confidence to even go and be like, put yourself there in front of them and being like, hey, like I messed up. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever gotten an apology. I think I would have liked one in certain situations. And I, I feel like I, try to apologize but not always i think my ego wins most of the time you know in movies when they're like sorry doesn't fix things sorry yeah. doesn't pay the rent yeah. yeah it's like those situations that's what i'm talking about okay. like, mm-hmm. like okay. you fix things by like stop doing whatever you were doing mm-hmm. yeah or doing things differently yeah and then with time later you can apologize later and be like after you've I'm, showed some improvement exactly. with your actions because yeah i feel like I'm sorry, it's definitely thrown around so easy these days. Mm-hmm. kind of doesn't really mean anything. Exactly. And like even people might, I mean, I found myself in situations where I thought like hearing it, I'm sorry, was going to help me feel better. And it doesn't, you know, and it doesn't kind of give me what I was looking for. And I think it does go back to like you're saying you follow with the actions, you know, actually showing like some kind of, you know, you repent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that'll mean more than words. Cause a lot of time people just say they just say it, you know. To say, but themselves. that's what I mean. Like I feel like at that point you know when it's sincere or not. Yeah, I think having a sincere apology in any situation. Yeah, because it it's like you, sometimes it is selfish, but sometimes you gotta do that shit for you. Yeah, like it doesn't. And that's what you're mean? saying. And that's yeah. what you're saying. If you're gonna do it, and just because you're being selfish for yourself, don't even do it because you're not being genuine about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like I feel. In a situation where you say like, oh, we're, well, two people both fucked up. If one of them apologizes, if they both fucked up and at least one of them gets peace, I feel like that's still a better win than 
two people resenting each other all the time and having that like negativity hanging on themselves you know what i mean because mm-hmm. especially in relationships like admitting but will they really get peace though i feel like i i, I think so i th- but that's what i mean I like it, it just comes I down to it being does, sincere i think it does like in that case like if they both fucked up then they should probably show action before they apologize. Yeah. Because if you apologize too early, it's like... No, no, no. But that's that's what I mean. Like, apologize when you feel like it's going to be true and sincere of what you're feeling and, you know, about the situation that happened. Yeah. That's when I feel like it really does put a big, like, Mm. impact on whatever situation it was rather than just like, oh, hey, you know, I fucked up my bad. And it's like, okay, but what else? But who's gonna pay the move here, baby? Fix this, literally. But after a while, and sometimes because it's sometimes it's like, oh, really? But you're still hanging on this because it takes a long time to get to that point. But I feel like it's still important. I think. Apologize to me, bitches. (laughs) Everyone who's wronged me, apologize now. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone who I've wronged, my bad. But I love you do need a stretch. So we are going to end the episode here. But before we do, I want to let you guys know about this dope, dope thing that's going on with us. We are going to be at the L.A. County Fair May 14th, 2022. We are so excited that we got invited. And honestly, we can't wait. I love the fair. I have so much fun every time I go. Yeah. I don't care how expensive it is, bitch. I made a motherfucking turkey leg. Ooh. Actually, that's the only other bird I'll eat turkey. But oh. we're going to have a meet and greet. And honestly, we really, really can't wait. We're also going to have this dope giveaway. So if you guys are interested in getting free tickets to the fair, Stay tuned to our Instagram, IEMBesties underscore. Yeah. We will be having more announcements on that. Um, we honestly can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. So hopefully we see you guys there. We will be, you know, mentioning it every now and then again mm-hmm. to remind you guys. Mm-hmm. Mark your fucking calendars. May 14th, y'all. It's going to be lit. Yes. So... Hope to see you guys there, besties. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode with us. Thank you, Sam, for joining us. I hope you had fun. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> He's like, I'm fine. He's like, huh? He's Thanks like, huh? for having me, dude. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for... It's an honor. Yeah. I feel like a real bestie. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> real excited for both of you guys' shows. Yeah. I in movies, so baby. I in movies. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna see how this goes. We're gonna really try analyze every single detail of every single movie we've ever seen in, our, in all of our lives also IE and movies will be streaming live May 16th not streaming live but it will be posted so, May 16th yes keep in tune for that um, let us know if you are there's things that you guys want to hear on there you know or what movies y'all want to yeah, hear yeah what movie you guys want us to talk about we are so so excited for that as well I don't know why I forgot I'm so sorry but with that we Say farewell. I'm Stephanie Ramirez. You can find me at Steph Scott Milk on everything. My name is Vanessa Casares. You could find me on bloomingvc.vic on Instagram and um, TikTok and bloomingvc on Twitter. <laughs> Samuel Martinez. Find me at sammart13 on Instagram. Yes. Thank you. Bye, besties. We love you. Bye.